to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I am Ben Canning. I'm Dave Kennedy. And this is the 52nd one-year anniversary episode of Hacking and Health Podcast. You knew, right? 52nd. Can you believe that? I can't believe we've been doing it, like, literally consistently for uh, every week, consistently for 52 times for a whole year. I thought that was awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe it's been a year. We Me do neither. have a couple more episodes, but, I mean, we've done this yeah. is a 52nd week, um, which is cool. I mean, even getting the sort of notification and reminder from Twitter that the Twitter's been up going for a year and just seeing the the progress and how it's been built over the past year and everybody's involved. It's been a, a good week of reflection. I agree. Um, it's been interesting to see, you know, kind of the, the, the folks join the We Hack Health kind of movement and the positivity around it and the excitement and people really, you know, taking a, a plunge into this, I think, and having a good understanding. I think the biggest challenge that everybody has is, you know, you're, you're fed all this stuff around diets and, you know, uh, get, get, you know, lean in 15 days and, and that type of stuff. And they're not lifestyle changes that you can make that will be successful long-term. And that's really what we've been trying to get at, you know, throughout this entire year is giving the right amount of, what are you laughing at? Is it, is it the shadow? No, it's me. I just feel I'm much smaller than you. In the oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Sorry. 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 So you, Laughing, I mean, the shadow's <laughs> pissing me off. It's like a different time of the day that we're, we're podcasting. I'm trying to get rid of the shadow over here. Let's see if that works. It made it worse, I think. Anyways, um, so uh, you know what we're trying to accomplish, obviously, is give you the right tools necessary, uh, keep you motivated, and continue on your journey as you start to grow with this. And I think you know that's been very successful. We've seen a lot of folks uh, really take control of their health, take control of their bodies, can take control of their mind. And start to dedicate time for themselves to live longer, to feel better about themselves, to hit the goals that they want to. And I think, you know, what I've realized over this this past year is this this whole thing has helped me keep motivated, stay motivated, and seeing other folks be successful with it um, gets you know gets me so excited uh, to see that, and gets me as as much motivated as I possibly can be. Um, I'll tell you, I was I was in Vegas, and we just got back um, uh, on what was it Friday night. And uh, there was a show that we went to go see called Absinthe, which is a, a very non-PG uh, type of show. Um, but it's more of like a comedy slash burlesque slash, you know, um, acrobatic and, you know, all this crazy stuff. It was amazing. It's probably one of the best shows I think I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, these, these guys that are on there, it's funny because, like, you know, I, I don't have a wandering eye for, for women. I have a wandering eye for, like, jack <laughs> men that walk by. Aaron's like, are you checking him out again? Seriously? So they had, they had these like really jack guys up in there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to work so much harder when I get back, you know, because like these guys are like, this one guy is doing like a walk on a on a pole and he's like walking sideways, you know, like he's just walking on the ground, but he's walking obviously vertically. And I'm like, 
the amount of core strength and upper body you have to have for that is absolutely ridiculous. And I was just like, I'm impressed. Like I want to get to that. That's everything where I can walk on a pole sideways. So uh, I might be getting a pole in my gym. I'll have to figure that out later. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but again, the progress is, is the most important. We're always trying to make ourselves better. I got some great lifts in. Um, and what was really cool is, you know, I didn't count my calories um, while I was in Vegas, just too difficult to do. Um, and granted, I, I'm sure I could have. So too difficult is not an excuse. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I stuck with protein first rule, kind of had a ballpark idea of where I was at. And I came back and I was the same win. I actually dropped two pounds, uh, which I'm not happy about. So, um, I, you know, it's one of those things where I, I did a great job while I was out there, ate, you know, fairly, I ate really well, but my meals were protein centric. You know, I'd have a steak or prime rib or chicken, uh, things that weren't, you know, high in carbs, uh, and not that carbs are bad, but you don't want to be filling up on fat carbs and everything else and then desserts and stuff. So I, I, I spent a good time out there and had a good time, but, um, you know, looking back at the whole, whole year, you know, the control consistency and going on a, on a stint like this, where you're getting a, a lot of lack of sleep, you're drinking a lot. Um, you know, you're out there partying, you're having a good time to come back and to, you know, um, be able to maintain the same type of weight was, was really cool. Creative normality. Slightly. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I wanted think... to get back so bad. You have no idea. Like I'm, I'm so <laughs> no, glad I do. I do. Yeah, you hear me the, uh, day. <laughs> I, I think the, uh, the thing about that is, Two sort of sides to it. Number one, because you do this day in and day out and because we've been doing it for so long, it is just naturally the way that you eat now. So, okay, yeah. maybe you weren't tracking it calorie for calorie, macro for macro, but you probably ate similarly just naturally because that's the way that you do it. Like we weren't in the sort of phase where we're trying to change your habits and change the way that you eat. That's just simply the way that you do it because we've been doing it for so long. Yep. And even the fact that you you didn't want to get so caught up in tracking every single macro instead, just try and be present in the moment and, you know, enjoy the week or however long it was, but you still set yourself some guidelines and some rules in terms of making sure you hit your protein goal and yeah. then everything else sort of filter around that. Um, and obviously as well, from what I gathered from everybody else, the output in general was high, just plenty of steps, plenty of moving around and stuff like that, still able to get your lifts in. So I think, you know, being able to sort of, take almost a week off actually tracking the data isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I think there's a lot to be said for, you know, eventually down the line, getting to a spot where you're happy enough not to track food yeah. all the time that, you know, okay, if I eat like this, that's roughly where I need to be with calories. And it's not, you know, it's not that you need to be eating from my fitness pal every single day of your life for the rest of your life. It's just a good tool to get you to this. But, I mean, you can do, but if there are times that you want to take it off, um, then I think it's it's a good it's good to be able to have that. What was nice about it is, uh, you know, the day I got back, right back on the tracking again, you know, and uh, hitting consistent, you know, goals and metrics. Yesterday, I sent you in the text message, but I was able to enjoy some ice cream and hit my macro goals. Um, you know, there's a new ice cream store that my my wife had to go and, and check out. Uh, she's like, I know all the ice cream stores. You know, there's this one I've never heard of before, so we got to go there. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Okay, um, but uh, so we had ice cream. It was okay. I, I'm not a big. I'm not a big sweet. I'm not a big sweets guy. You know, cold stone's great. Like having that every once in a while. It's so sweet. It's very good. Um, the one I had, I had cold stone a few like a month and a half ago or so, and it was like cookie dough, cake batter, like uh, cake frosting, and like I was like it was like just too much, which is really weird to say. But I'm not a huge like sweets guy. Like I I, I like like steaks and things like that a lot more. Yeah, and I've actually gotten yeah. more into uh, smoking meat. So I smoked some barbecue chicken yesterday, day before that, I smoked some hamburgers. Uh, I'll be doing some brisket here either today or tomorrow. So, 
you know, I've been, I, I like that type of stuff more than I like yeah. the sweets, to be honest with you. But again, I mean, that's, that's a, a thing that has changed with me um, over time too. You know, I don't go for the sweets. I don't need sweets. Uh, you know, I, I get my sweets through, you know, Greek yogurt or bananas or fruits or things like that. Um, where that's kind of my, my snack if I need it. But um, overall, it, it, the consistency was, was really good. I mean, I'm going to say, I don't think I had dessert once while I was out there and not because I didn't feel like I could have, couldn't have it. It's just, I didn't want it. You know, we, Aaron, Aaron went out with me, uh, my wife and uh, you know, I we went to some really nice steak places. We went to, um, so you know, Lar do you have Laurie season salt over there? No, but I've heard of it. Okay. So Laurie season salt is like my favorite season salt of all time. I wonder, can I get this? It is. It is incredible. <laughs> Are you ordering Laurie season salt right now? That <laughs> 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 would be the first time. Um, but what was really cool about, um, Laurie season salt is that, uh, it was, there's also a steak place and I guess they got uh, a good, uh, a friend of mine that I know, uh, John breath. He, um, we met for, for lunch and he's like, did you know, Laurie's actually got famous for their steak place, their prime rib. And then their season salt was what made them actually famous and everything else. So they actually had a steak place out there. We went to that and had some good, um, uh, good prime rib. So, you know, again, you know, and, and even then, like, you know, there's, uh, uh, potatoes and all this other stuff around. I really just stuck to either like some of the seafood. We had a seafood platter stuck to, um, you know, some asparagus or broccoli uh, and, uh, you know, the, the meats. And that seemed to work really well for me while I was out there and eating out. So again, you know, you can do it without counting calories. I think um, for me, if I'm home and, or if I'm traveling, I'm not insanely busy, especially in the Vegas nightlife. I feel like, you know, I can continue to count calories and stay within that baseline because I want to track my metrics and goals. But at the end of the day, was very consistent with everything I was doing. Well, the good news is I've just ordered that and I'll be here tomorrow. So I'll to be able to do a full review. Um, yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, I was away over the weekend and I mean, I guess the, the full honesty of it is I was kind of nervous about going away. Um, obviously, I'm coming pretty much into the tail end of a cut with James. We have very specific targets to hit. I had this trip planned. I mean, me and Ali have been planning it for probably what seems like about five years, but it has been booked and planned for a long time. And I knew the potential shit shows that were going to happen and they happened, but I had obviously been so on the ball with everything right up until that point. And I sort of got the green light from James to like, just go and enjoy yourself. Like you've worked hard up until this point, you know, just don't totally take the piss. Now, I think my totally taking the piss and his totally taking the piss are potentially slightly different, <laughs> but I had a good time anyway. And I came back and I mean, if we're talking about addition of weight or what needs to or scale weight, I was 93 kilos. Sorry, I don't have the pounds straight off my tongue. 93 kilos the day that I went and I was 93.8 this morning. So, so, so 93 kilos is 205. 205. So then I had 93.8, like 206 point something. 206.7. Yep. Yeah. So... That was what I came back at. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that I'll be down back to 93 and probably below. And I have until the team wants to be below 91 by the 27th. So you that's like 12 son days. of but, a bitch. <laughs> but I have absolutely low, no man. doubt that I'll, you look, you, <laughs> that I'll be I just, able to do that. I just want to say from your pictures, you look absolutely great. I mean, I mean, every, you. your, your bicep definition to your shoulders coming, coming through lats. I mean, chest out your, your, uh, your abs, everything just, just everything's booming there. So that looks really good. Nice, nice job. Seriously. I know it's been hard work and, uh, you know, I've been living vicariously through calories for you, uh, you know, but, uh, <laughs> it's okay. I'll have my time. I'll have, have my time. And I'll have my miserable time but too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, what? it's actually been fine. And I think probably one of the best things 
that has come from it is the the things that I had taken for granted in the past that I've been able to share and like tips that I've been able to give out and talk within the client group and share with everybody. Like I think it's been a very worthwhile process. Um, and the goal after this will be to stay as lean as possible while getting as big as possible. Um, but yeah, it's been a cool process. But anyway, I went away, went out for a good, a really good steak on Thursday. Went out to a really, like best meal I've ever had on Friday. It looked, I that looked amazing. Consume, I did consume five thousand three hundred calories worth of alcohol alone. I don't, I don't know what I did in terms of actual food. So many Irish I'm car not, bombs, you know. It just, <laughs> I didn't have one Irish, no Irish car bombs. <laughs> Lots of tequila. I don't know whether I should be proud or ashamed of that. But anyway, that that's the, how the weekend went. Um, I, and then, as you said... I actually uh, made a a, um, a a pact with myself as, as I came back from Vegas that I'm not going to do an alcohol at least for like six months, if not longer. Um, because I... You do know that at one month today, I'll be in Ohio with you. Yeah, so I might have a little have to bend a little bit on that one, but uh, but I'm trying to do six months because I found out that that alcohol actually reduces protein synthesis by anywhere between thirty seven to forty percent, which uh, is unacceptable when I'm trying to build muscle. So I'm not I'm not willing to shave thirty seven percent muscle gains uh, for alcohol. So I'm gonna cut that out quite a bit and uh, let the gains roll. But I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I'm not saying that we have to drink alcohol. Well, obviously, it's actually quite funny because I'm sort of finalizing the details of everything. And actually, I'm really excited for for what we're going to get up to and what we're going to plan. Obviously, you've got Redcon 1 shirt on and we're going to train at their HQ, which it's gonna be is awesome. going to be insane. 50,000 square foot gym. Like, I can't even, in, in my head, I can't even picture what size that is. But even I mean, Trusted Tech Headquarters, Trust Tech Headquarters is like 30,000 square feet. So it's like almost double the size of that, Holy which I can't shit. even, I can't even imagine. I mean, the downstairs as the gym. Yeah. The downstairs area alone is massive. I mean, you could fit five gyms in it. I can't imagine multiplying that times 10. It's going to be insane. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. And um, even the way that I'm going to do the training. So anybody who was there last year, like I did a lot of one-to-one stuff. So I'm going to do things slightly differently and then planning stuff around the training too to make sure everybody gets the most value from actually being there and then actually just hanging out we're all obviously going to stay in one place um so yeah things can be coming forward to it and just get my head down put the work in between now and then stay on track which i have absolutely no reason that i should between that should go off track between now and then enjoy a couple of days hanging out with you guys and then back to it as soon as i get back here so yeah that's everything in terms of like being able to manage things in different time blocks. And I think the sort of general mentality that I see from anybody who's going away that I know that client wise, they're sort of using that as a, okay, right. You know, it's six weeks to that, seven weeks to that, however long it was whenever we started thinking about it. So they're using that. Okay. I'm just going to get my head down, put the fucking work in for this long, spend a couple of days hanging out, probably over consuming calories while we're there and then go, and get back to it whenever they get back. So it's yeah. good to have those sort of time frames. And I think that's one thing that's really keep me dialed into it. Um, I'm also a little bit addicted to the feeling of like seeing the progress week on week. So I'm like now looking at things and like, is this like, is this worth it? Like you're talking about dessert. I was like, I don't really want to have dessert because is it worth it in the grand scheme of things? Probably not. So yeah, all in all things moving in the right direction, starting to plan things out, looking forward to hanging out with everybody. And not doing Irish car bombs. I'm going to make that a rule. There are no Irish car bombs allowed. And if anybody, anybody who's listening, who's going, anybody does bring it up. Remember that I'm in control of the trainer for the two days that we're there. 
That's the thing. It's like you don't want to piss up Ben too be much. Yes, you don't want to piss up Ben too much because you're either going to you know 300 calories or you know but, uh, <laughs> it's going to be painful. Or your training sessions will have hip thrusters and split squats and everything else you're going to hate in there. So, yeah, absolutely. I uh, I'll tell yeah, you, I yeah. um I've been struggling a little bit. So I was uh, uh, it was I think early in the week. It was like I think I, so. I got there on a Thursday. And so it was, uh, we, my Aaron and I ended up doing like two nights uh, ahead of time, just like at the Aria. And then uh, we went to our, we rent a place off of the strip. So all the trainers uh, that were doing a black hat can go and just hang out. Um, we have uh, Paul and his wife, uh, Paul, who runs our kind of our consulting division under Martin. Um, he, he's an amazing cook. So he cooks for everybody every day. So we come home to, you know, because training's a lot, you know, it takes a lot out of you. You're there all day. You've got to be on point. Adrenaline's kicking. So it's nice just to get back, maybe have a couple beers. And then uh, have a good meal and then go to bed early. So we're pretty methodical uh, from a training perspective on, you know, making sure we get enough sleep, uh, all that good stuff. But then as soon as training ends, it, it becomes an insane shit show. You know, just going around a party, a party, a party, a party, a party, party. Everything's insane. And so, you know, one of the days we have a, a big pool with a slide up there. And uh, I decided to climb up the rock side of it, which is insanely hard to do. Uh, but I wanted to show off. So, I mean, I'm like hanging up on top like this and I'm pulling myself up and I just fry my muscles somehow. But I... I you know, I was already at a point where I needed a deload week and it just put me over the edge. And so like my arms were aching for like two days straight. I still went and lifted, which I shouldn't have done, but there were so many friends out there that wanted to lift with me. So of course I had to go and I had to show them up. You know, one of the guys uh, that's on that listens to the podcast all the time, uh, you know, and uh, you know, his, his name is Gringo, um, you know, real, you know, looks, looks like a big dude, real strong. So I couldn't like have him show me up um, you know, while I'm out there. So of course, you know, I'm out there doing stupid things. Um, and so it was, it was a good time. Um, but you know, I know I need a, a deload week. <laughs> I, um, just went today to orange theory cause again, I need a deload week and I go to orange theory. Um, and, uh, I can tell I'm just sore run down. I didn't perform nearly as, as good as I could have, um, out there. So I think I need a deload week. So, or date, a couple of days, definitely couple recommend. Days. I mean, we have four, four weeks between nine and BB over there. I would definitely recommend having a deload week somewhere within there Yeah, because I mean, I think it'll probably be, it'll be a week straight. We'll be training like, and we did that last time, and it was stupid. And I think you probably would be better. And we push ourselves even more that. because we want to destroy each other. Yes, so yeah, because fucking idiots. Yeah. And I'm standing beside you. Yeah, stupid, <laughs> stupid, absolutely, we'd not recommend. Um, but yes, definitely have a deal week before then. And I did order myself some running shoes so that we can go to the orange. Nice. Day. I'm excited. I just got the notification that they've been shipped. I'm excited. So, and actually, I I was just so I did cardio before I came down. I did 20 minutes and then. Uh, I just got ready. And I was like, do you know what? I think I have to admit that cardio is actually not that bad. See, look at that. Once you do it for a while, I know, you start to get used know, to it and I you know, like it, right? I know. It's the, I never thought I would hear this. Like this is a monumental day. This is a monumental day for us. I know. But the thing about it is it's, I think Good. initially it was, <laughs> initially it was the thought of doing it. And then it's the sucking at, it at the start. But then I think what I actually enjoy about it now is the progress. Yeah. I don't actually enjoy doing it at the time. Like I'm not enjoying sitting up the bike. I literally sat on the bike, did 20 minutes of cardio, watching videos on how to make breakfast tacos <laughs> and then get back down and got, got ready. So I enjoy the feeling of progress, not necessarily the cardio. But yeah. I did order a pair of running shoes because I mean, I have to beat you at Orange Theory. Yeah, I look forward to it. And, you know, I'll tell you, uh, the whole cardio thing for me, I feel, you know, I feel like there's a good compliment uh, to cardio and, and, and resistance training, you can't go overboard with, with 
with cardio though, if you, cause it will impact your resistance training. But at the end of the day, like if you're just doing some hit training twice a week, or you're doing, you know, a bike, low impact, you know, bike type stuff, you feel so much different, you know, cardiovascular wise, your endurance, everything else really makes a big difference. And I do think that makes a big impact on uh, your resistance training too, and how far you can push yourself during those periods of time. So, you know, I, I, uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, I actually enjoy doing it while I'm there too, because like I'm competing against other people, even though I'm not really competing against other people. Um, and that's you know, kind of how I look at that, but, um, you know, overall, I really do think uh, a combination of cardio, combination of resistance training, focus on resistance training, or whatever your goals are, obviously, um, is is the right path to go. And it just takes a little bit of time to get you over that hump and get used to it and, again, make it more of a habit, right? Because you used to dread it, and then you start to see results. You're like, oh, I kind of like this. And now it becomes a habit. Now you're you're doing doing much better on that spot. Yeah, it's fundamentally the habit, Jen. And it's, for me, it's the how you recover quicker and more efficiently between sets whenever you're doing your weight and resistance training. So because you're fitter, you can recover that a little bit better. So then you have more in your sets that you go to do as you go through your weight resistance workout training. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would always, always program it just not for myself, but here we are. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I can't, you should, you should know, be kind of funny. This would be a really good idea. No, um, judging so, by your face, how you not want to do it. And it would not be a good idea. I'm not interested. We should, we should have some sort of contest, uh, during this meetup where whoever wins it gets to do one week of your programming, Ben. Okay. So we actually get to torture you. Oh, they get, you get the program for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For a week yeah. or maybe a month or something like that. I don't know what it ends up being, but maybe, you know. <laughs> But but one week of of programming that one whoever gets whoever well, wins yeah, it no, why gets to do this. Whoever wins it gets different program thing, like, for both like, of us. Who likes for both of us? Yeah. <laughs> why is it? Why do I gotta well, be roped into this? This is for you. It's this for is you. For you. <laughs> well, here's the thing: like all the things that I hate, you you like, yeah. and so I it ha I'd have to like figure out something that you really really dislike, which isn't much. Like well, you've already like, assumed that, no, 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 you've already assumed that you're going to win. You're assuming that you're going to win and you're going to be able to program? No, no. Somebody has to win. So why do you? Somebody <laughs> has to win. I'm not saying it's going to be me, but I'm going to, I'm sure that person's definitely going to want to have input Well, we'll me, work it out between know, ourselves, a... but the person, whoever wins can program <laughs> a week for both of us. <laughs> why do I got to be in this? Well, why do I have to be in it? Because it's, because you're the trainer. We don't ever get to, to, to program you at all. You're, you're always programming us, torturing us. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> mistakes for me it's gonna, gonna be like it's gonna be like, seven, it. it's gonna be like 700 burpees <laughs> this, but I don't know how this conversation yeah. <laughs> I do think though it's just it's just cut up and it's all messed up <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't distorted it doesn't right, thanks for listening guys see you next week <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway I do think we should have some form of competition in it we'll, we'll sort something out between it and I think it'll be good um, I'm actually looking forward to the way that the program is going to be done and I'm actually looking yeah. forward to everybody being in the one place for the entire time. And I'm actually really looking forward to having Ryan there the entire time because while it was good the last time having the guys from Blitz, they weren't there the full time. And I think there'll be a lot of sort of stuff that happens like in the morning and the evening, just having Ryan there as videographer to capture number one, to have it as a memory, but number two, to sort of have it as a, this is what we do when we go away kind of thing. Um, and yeah. I'm already looking ahead at what we're going to do next year and where we're going to be. Um, I'm already getting nervous that you have a camera person that's going to be videotaping us in the gym, but that's fine. I'll that's okay. Over forget it. about him when he's there. He'll be like ninjas. <laughs> He'll not be all up on your face. Um, but yes, anyway, so today, now that we've done this, do we want to talk like recap about the year, talk about the people in the community, see what's going on with everybody? So I feel like a year is a pretty big milestone. And actually, to sort of touch on one of the cool things, and we're going to get Kev Cody on 
in the next couple of weeks. He's one of the people who's been following things from the start and just took action based on what we were saying, based on recommendations from other podcasts, based on different programs, and then now I'm actually coaching him. So I think it'll be cool to get him on and actually talk about his journey and how he's completely transitioned from the person he was before he started listening, before he started doing this. And he was somebody who's actually step-by-step started on themselves, took advice from podcasts, took advice from us, listened to the Lord Savior, Andrew Hubman, um, did a couple of other training mm-hmm. blocks, started coaching me and what that's actually looked like over time. So it'd be cool to get him on in the next couple of weeks. He's great. You know, like uh, he'll, he'll post things, you know, very much same type of mentality as myself. And, and he's doing really well with, with the training and also always continuously making minor adjustments or improvements just to get that 0.1% or 0.5% or whatever it ends up being. And that's, you know, that's what it's all about. The more you learn, the more knowledge you have, uh, the better you are at what you do. And Kev's done a good job with, with all of that. But there's so many great examples of people that just inspire and motivate all the time that you continuously see. I mean, you look at, you know, Chris Russell, who's out there and, and uh, you know, see his, his journey, but you know, he's always out there posting on We Hack Health and showing his progress. And the guys, you know, Jack, I got to meet him uh, in Vegas for the first time, uh, came to our trusted tech party and uh, it was great to see him and hang out with him a little bit. Didn't get the lift, but uh, looks like he might be able to get that done in Texas. Um, but so many good folks coming out there. You got Billy, you got Mike, um, so many good folks uh, out there just really every single day um, talking about their progress, talking about how well they're doing. Uh, I got a great lift in with some of the We Hack Out folks. Uh, Boyd was there, Danny, um, you know, uh, Nevada Ace or, or uh, Gringo. Uh, so got some good lifts in with those folks, but it's just really cool to see everybody's, you know, progress and starting to continue to learn. I mean, Jake, I just so many names that I can keep going through that just do a great job with communicating, you know, how they're doing. John Barker, um, just going through the list here, you know, so many folks um, sharing their progress and that's what it's all about, right? You know, sharing your progress, sharing your motivation, sharing your successes, sharing your failures. The Discord community has been great with that uh, and showing their progress there as well. So you know, I think if you look at the span of a year of, of what has changed, you know, we have a much stronger community, a much more positive community. Well, granted, it was always positive, but the more people we bring in, the more, you know, support that people get uh, across their journey, more questions that are answered, uh, the more ability to learn about yourself and what you're doing. Um, all of those continue to, um, you know, make some some substantial progress. So I think it's a really great thing uh, that we continue to see from from the community. I'm going to let you talk for like four minutes while I go get my coffee uh, or three minutes, two minutes, two minutes. Can you talk for two minutes? Yeah, no problem at all. All right. Two minutes, two minutes. I'm going to run. I'm going to run fast. Am I talking to you? I mean, you talk to the audience. <laughs> there's somebody else. Well, there's a couple of people actually with within the client group that I want to mention as well, because obviously it's great to, it's great to see everybody share their journey on social media to help sort of inspire and motivate other people. Um, but there's a couple of people who, I want to mention within the group, Mike, a.k.a. Todd, um, who has just absolutely flicked the switch. And it's cool to see other people within the community recognizing that to me. So as a, well, I assume the majority of you guys will know at the minute, um, I'm having monthly one-to-one calls with everybody in terms of like their check-ins. So we do three check-ins per month in video format, and then we do one one-to-one call. And then with the people that have mentioned the shift that they've seen in Mike, um, his food, he seems to be a fucking master chef now. Um, every day up, getting his workout done, posting about it, sharing, motivating people. And and that for me is what it's all about within the, the client group itself. Um, so seeing that, being able to motivate one another. Um, and it's actually an interesting point that 
there's two ways that that can be taken. One people or some people, and I've seen it before, will be like, oh, fuck that guy. Um, because they're maybe envious of the progress and how they're feeling, but it generally seems to be that it's uh, a positive and it seems to be that, that people are taking it the right way and they're able to get motivated and get motivated by other people doing well and it wants them, it want, they have them the want to do better themselves. And um, so I think that outside of sort of the wider community, the, the stuff that's going on within the group as well, um, you know, people losing 40, 50 pounds, people being able to come off their CPAP machines, people being able to come off their blood pressure medicine. Like this is not just get shredded in five days to go to the beach. This is like hacking your health. I actually got a message from Daniel last week with the shit show that he had to deal with, with getting to him from Vegas. He said, if it had been this time last year, he would have been an absolute mess, but because of the energy he has now, and because of everything that we've done over the past, however long it's been, he's actually been fine. And it's just, you know, situations like that, that you don't really notice day to day, but whenever you're in the situation of, you need more or you need to demand your body demands more from you that you have it because you put the work in, you know, for six, eight, 10, 12 months, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I think you look at all of the progress from, from different folks, myself, yourself included, it's a never ending journey that we're always on mm-hmm. with this. Right. And it's continuously making yourself better in some way, shape or form. And I, I like how, you know, we've, you know, we, we've actually seen in the past year, multiple different diets or fads that have been disproven um, in some way, shape or form. Like intermittent fasting is a great example. And I'm not saying intermittent fasting isn't a great thing. It is. Um, I do intermittent fasting, especially when I'm on, on lower calories. I think it's great to have a feeling. How do you remember you when control. you had lower calories and ages? Don't we like as if you remember what it's like? I say I'm when, literally living when and breathing. I do, when, when I do This one time calories. when I had lower calories. <laughs> I had lower calories at the beginning of the year. We did a, we did a cut for oh, a little yeah. bit at the beginning okay. of the year. Okay. You know, and I was on lower calories and I did intermittent fasting right now. I can pretty much eat anything. It's great. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but with intermittent fasting, you know, there was direct research that came out that showed intermittent fasting had zero benefits for a weight loss perspective for somebody that had caloric deficit. So caloric deficit is just as good of losing weight as intermittent fasting. Now, again, I'm not saying intermittent fasting isn't a great thing. And if, for the folks that work for it, it's absolutely keep, keep doing it. It's a great way to keep yourself kind of in check. But it also, um, you know, what, what they found for intermittent fasting research was, uh, that it did, you know, help clean up your body, uh, jumpstart metabolism, uh, do a lot of great things that, that is the benefit of intermittent fasting and caloric restriction in general, where you're eating less calories than, than you burn, um, has a direct correlation to, uh, longevity of life. So, you know, the more caloric restriction you can be in, you know, throughout your life and the more weight that you maintain from a unhealthy perspective, you, or the weight that you lose from an unhealthy perspective will directly equate to a longer life. So, but you've also seen, you know, um, you know, keto and all these other ones. And keto is great for certain cases, especially for uh, folks that have uh, sugar issues like diabetes, things of that effect. It was obviously originally designed to be an anti-seizure type of diet, uh, which had some uh, big benefits there. But, you know, again, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're doing keto, if you're doing intermittent fasting, at the end of the day, the rule of calories in versus calories out with some nuances uh, is still going to hold true to anything that you're doing. So if you're eating more calories than you burn, you're going to gain weight. If you're if you're eating less calories than you burn, <laughs> then you're going to lose weight. And I think what you know we've shown throughout this year is that continues to hold true. Uh, and there's a lot of things that you build around that uh, resistance training habits. You start to form around mental discipline. We talked about discipline a few podcasts ago around how the discipline of of getting out there even when you don't feel like it. Um, is where you need to be at in your mind. Uh, this morning I woke up and again, I was tired. 
I didn't feel like waking up, but I got up and I said, I have to do this. And that's what I'm gonna do. And I didn't think about, I didn't think twice about it. I got up and I went and went to the orange theory. I didn't think about it, you know, one, 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 one bit, did my workout, came back, showered and, and kicking off the day with some coffee now. So that's, that's my day. That's my routine. That's what I do. That's what my habit is. That's my discipline that I have for myself. Same thing when I was in Vegas, I went to orange theory. I went to the gym. That's my habit. I have to do it. I don't have a choice to go and do it. Yes. I was out drinking till two o'clock in the morning and I woke up hammered. <laughs> <laughs> and I still went to the gym and I still fucking lifted, you know, because I didn't have a choice. I did the same on, uh, on Friday morning. <laughs> I woke up early and Ali, we were staying in the same hotel. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, mm. I have to get up and go for my walk. Like, that's my routine. Like, I'm not going to change it just because you have a hangover and I'm in a different right. city. Like, it's yes. not a choice. It's an emotional, emotional yes. reaction where you just get up and get it done. And I said, I'll tell you, that fucking workout that I did while I was hungover was one of the best workouts I've done in a long time. I spent like an extra hour in the gym and I was killing it. And I don't know what happened. Cause normally you think hungover feeling like shit wouldn't be. Performing. It's actually, I mean, Some, if you think about something it, it's hit me probably hard. whatever you were drinking the night before, it's probably the excess glycogen in your body. So a lot of the, I used to talk with Joe, who is a former Olympic athlete. And she said that a lot of the times that they would have went out and partied, they would have hit, PRs and PBs in terms of hmm. on the track or whatever it was because they had so much extra glycogen in their body. So it could be something to do with that. I didn't do that. I just it could be. For a walk. And actually, we'll say that <laughs> although it was a shit show getting up, I got up, went out, I didn't even really have my eyes yeah. open by the time I left the hotel, but I felt infinitely better whenever I got back to the hotel, obviously with a cup of coffee. And, you know, are you the sort of person that with a hangover going to get up and just get it done because that's your normal routine or are you going to lie that's in it. bed and feel like shit? Like either way, you're going to have to make a decision. And I think that actually Carl today in his check-in, he talked about everything that you do is a decision and has a consequence. And you need to make sure that you're making the right decisions in line with the goals of the person that you want to become, whatever that is. Now I got, I got to tell you about a story in Vegas about a GNC that I went to. Um, and I this was the craziest GNC in Nashville. Sorry. Dude, I, I, well, I, I've been to a whole bunch of GNCs and nothing like this has ever happened to me before <laughs> my life. Um, so, you know, I'm, you know, the first thing I do when, and this is talk about routine, you know, I had a bunch of stuff to pack. I had some Aaron stuff because she obviously can't fit everything in her suitcase. So, you know, I have to look at like, well, how, you know, I, I get all my, my, my pills out, you know, I get my fish oils, I get my vitamin D, which by the way, I'll talk about, I'm going to talk about a vitamin D research study that just came out on depression. Um, but I get, get my vitamin D supplements. I get my, you know, on it, total human pack, you know, I take the day and night pack. So I bring those and I pack all my pills, but you know, when I get to, um, the, the location, I want to have, you know, protein and pre-workout and some mixers and things like that, which take up a lot of space in your bag. So my goal generally, if I'm spending more than a week in a location is I'll hit up a GNC or somewhere local where I can get, um, some protein pre-workout and some mixers, uh, to go through. So I go to this GNC with my buddy, Paul, and you know, as soon as you walk in, we notice something's just not right. We get a weird feeling and it's both of us getting this weird feeling. And it was just some like weird communication talking. Like it was almost like a uh, fake or forced conversations were happening all around us that were like scripted or out of a TV show. Like monologue. Um, we it was, yeah, it was really weird. And, and I'm just getting like a weird vibe. But anyways, I'm like, whatever I go and get my protein, go get my mixers, everything else. We probably got like 250 bucks worth of, of, you know, pre-workout. And, so, and of course I see like new pre-workout I haven't seen before. So I got to try that. So I get my normal one. Then I get one that I haven't tried before. Um, and then I get some other stuff. I get some EAAs, you know, central amino acids and some other stuff. And I grab all this and I got this big haul of stuff, which, you know, these folks typically make commissions. So it's a good day for them, for me to come in here to have, you know, 250, 300 bucks worth of, of, of protein shakes and everything else. And I bought it for the whole house. Cause I knew there was going to be a lot of folks working out and stuff like that. So it went pretty quickly. Um, but I'm waiting in line. There's a guy in front of me <clears throat> and they're just having just 
weird dialogue. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then there's a guy to the left that his, is his friend. And, and I think the, the main person, his significant other or wife was on there. And she's having a conversation in a different language that I didn't know was going on. But it was like a lot of yelling and bickering and stuff like that. And the guy to the left was having a conversation with another person. It was just, again, weird, forced conversation, like didn't seem real. And the one in front of me, he's continuing to talk. And this is going on for like 10, 15 minutes. So there's only one person in front of me. And I'm waiting in line for 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm like, I look at, look at Paul. And Paul looks at me. Our, our eyes are wide open. And we're just getting like. Spidey sense, shit's not right here. We need to get out of here. Something's wrong, right? Um, and so we put all of our stuff back, and the guy looks at us putting the stuff back, and he like runs around the corner to us, and then kind of like escorts us out, and then says, "Hey guys, have a great day." You know, first of all, if you're a salesperson, you'd be like, "Hey guys, like seriously, like I'm sorry, like we're I'm trying to do something here. I'll just be a few minutes or whatever." Nothing like that. It was he was trying to get us out of the store. And then we leave the store and the guy shuts the door and locks it behind us. So no one else can get into the store. And this is at four o'clock. They don't close till six. And so I'm like, oh shit, something's going on here. Keep walking, like keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. So we, we get in the car and we drive to the GNC that's like two miles down the road. And this one was perfectly normal, like no crazy <laughs> shit going on in this one. But I explained the situation to the, to the lady at the front counter. And she's like, yeah, it's weird that you say that. We've had two people call that we're trying to get into the GNC, but the door's locked. And they're not supposed to you know, close until six. Something weird is going on there. That sounds like a really crazy situation. You should call corporate. Um, she's like, I'm actually going to call corporate for you. So it was a really weird um, thing that happened. And I, I'm pretty sure like like drug deal or something crazy was going down there or something that I didn't know about. I, who knows? But it was one of those situations I was put in where I was just like, Paul and I get in the car. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like, what, what is going on? Like, I'm so weird right now. Like, I can't figure this out. Like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, piece together all the situations. And then you start to, like, think about it. And, and the one guy that he was talking to for, the, like, the 15 minutes, you know, that was supposed to be the customer. When I first came in, he was actually coming out of the back in the manager area. So why would a customer be in the back manager area? There's a lot of things that didn't, like, like gel and, and, and come together. So something weird going on there, but made it out alive from a GNC. Thank God. Well, hopefully, I mean, our experience in GNC in Nashville is much more... Uh, normal than not long because I don't think I could do, I could do with that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to, to, to that as well. But you made it like no issues, got your supplements, nope. got all the same stuff. Any new recommendations of pre workout, I guess? So there's this, uh, I'm gonna have to find, you're gonna have to give me a minute here uh, to find the name of this. Um, there's a new pre workout that's like Max Stim. So it's like 400 milligrams of caffeine, which, you know, obviously is not. Uh, for the faint of heart, like literally faint of heart. Um, I actually got, so just sorry to interrupt, I'll let you find that. The one that I got recently, actually for cardio, ironically, um, the train by JP one, I might actually send you some train by JP. It's like CV intensity, uh, CV burn intensity stimulator. It is on another level. Like I took a yesterday and got onto the bike. Now, I don't know whether it was just cause it's warm as hell over here or what the story is, but like totally different type of pre-workout, not the same sort of like B-dialing feeling, not like super high caffeine, just like the strangest, warmest version of myself that I've ever been. And um, like <laughs> I said, I'm not, I'm not sure whether it's just cause it's been warm over here. So I'll try it over the next couple of days, but interesting to see sort of different types of pre-workouts to sort of accommodate different types of training. Well, the good news is you didn't die. No, definitely. So, I'm still here. It wasn't really a nice flavor. It was orange flavor, but I'm not going to 
So the one that the one that I got was called uh, it's from uh, Glaxon. It's called Specimen Max. Okay. Um, and it's it's pretty good. It's got I mean the, the uh, breakdown of stuff on it's pretty decent. Um, it's got vitamin C, B. It's got a whole B stack, so it's like B one, B two, B three, B six, B twelve. It's got choline, magnesium, sodium, potassium. It does have thirty two hundred milligrams of beta alanine, uh, which I love, of course. Um, it's got a nitrate blend for uh, your pump. It's got uh, four hundred milligrams of caffeine. It's got uh, yerba santa, which is like a um, <clears throat> energy stimulant uh, stack. Um, a lot of really cool stuff built into it. I thought it was it was a good good clean you know, um, left with those. So I enjoyed it. And it worked when I was, uh, hungover. So that was good. So it actually might not have been the like, you know, the hangover or anything. It might've just been, glass and pre-workout that literally made me like your body's like, I don't know what you put into me, but it's pretty much speed. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right. Let me get to you. Um, two things I wanted to cover really quick, uh, while, you know, while I was out there, you know, I have some, some time to, to look up things and, uh, two new studies were put out that were really, really important to me that I thought were, um, really good. Uh, whenever you hear about, uh, supplements that you're taking or new supplements that you should take, you know, you gotta be like, well, <clears throat> what's the research behind this actually say? And, and, and are there other tests in, in mice, which commonly are those, you know, c- controlled studies in humans are very difficult to do. Uh, just because of the variables that humans have, uh, inconsistency, things like that. Whereas in, in mice and rats and things like that, you can, you know, control the scenarios and situations to, to an extreme. Um, but two studies came out, uh, one for, for testosterone and what, you know, you know, I've been very open with, um, that I'm on testosterone replacement therapy or TRT. I was in the, what's called hypogonadism, um, area where my testes were not producing enough, uh, testosterone for my body. And I was in a low state. Uh, and it, I probably have been that way for a, a pretty significant long time, not just in my thirties, but probably before that I've always had issues with brain fog, energy, uh, you know, energy drive, um, you know, my ability to maintain muscle, uh, low metabolism and all that good stuff that comes along with that. And, um, you know, testosterone replacement therapy for me has been a whole new lease on life. Uh, and I was, you know, one of those things that I think when you look back on, it was such a, a taboo thing to think about back in the day. But when we look at kind of the miracle hormone for men and the miracle hormone for women, you know, estrogen for women, testosterone for men. And as we get older, you know, 30, 30s and above, we start to decline in the amount of testosterone our bodies produce. And so the question always is, um, does long-term testosterone use cause any issues in your body? Or are they, is it a benefit of longevity or a, a negator of longevity? And there was an early study that came out in, in the 2000s that correlated testosterone replacement therapy to an elevated level of cardiovascular issues, um, i.e. could um, die from a heart attack or stroke or heart-related issues. Um, and so, you know, there's been some, some stigma around that, that if you take testosterone, you may have elevated levels around cardiovascular issues. Um, <clears throat> just recently, though, uh, the cardiovascular advisor, there was a, a study that came out, uh, one of the, the largest studies, um, over 35 studies from 109 publications, they went through all the data analytics uh, and everything else um, and looked at all of the, the, the testosterone replacement statistics around cardiovascular arrhythmia, heart failure, uh, uh, coronary heart disease, myocardial infraction, stable angina. They looked at pretty much everything that could happen uh, from a uh, cardiovascular issue perspective. And, and why this study is so important is that, you know, when a lot of PCPs will look at testosterone, they will say, well, there's studies that show that there's cardiovascular risk of cardiovascular increase, uh, issues of increases 
which is why it really hasn't been normalized uh, in modern medicine today. And that's why you have to go to kind of specialists that specialize in HRT. You do blood work. You make sure everything's good. Um, and as long as those all come back fine, you can continue on with the TRT as long as you don't have any negative side effects. Um, <clears throat> with the study, which, again, to me was, uh, you know, for, for me, it was a, a solidifying thing that I already knew in my, my, my mind, I guess, because, you know, why would something that you already produce in your body, as long as you keep them at normal levels, you're not abusing that, cause cardiovascular risk or issues as we get older. Uh, you know, testosterone for men is one of the most pinnacle foundational hormones that we have um, as, as men. And it's been shown decreases in those reduce our strength, which reduces our bone density, which reduces our ability to live longer. So why would that have a negative impact there? And so this, this latest study uh, showed, and I put in quotes, uh, air quotes, because I'm reading directly from the, the study, there was no evidence to support an association between testosterone and new onset diabetes, prostate cancer, hypertension, venous thrombonism, and non-stroke cerebral pathologies. Testosterone treatment did not increase cardiovascular event risk in the short uh, term to medium term. Furthermore, did it not identify subgroups with high cardiovascular risk? Um, however, the current results provide some reassurance about the short-term and medium-term safety of testosterone to treat males with hypogonadism. So that was a, a, a really revolutionary study that came out just recently, um, just the past couple of weeks, and uh, shows that testosterone replacement therapy does not equate to cardiovascular risk. Um, and one of the largest... Uh, analysis of data studies that has ever been conducted before on uh, testosterone replacement therapy. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously, I guess you and I are talking about it, we want to normalize it as much as possible, because like you said, it was kind of a, a taboo subject where nobody really spoke about it. And, you know, again, I guess the, the more that we're talking about it and the more open we are about it, the more people are actually willing to have the conversation about it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody needs to be on hormone replacement therapy or testosterone replacement therapy. But it's like you said, if we're just trying to get back to the levels of it being optimal, why would you not want to be optimal? And it doesn't make sense you know, okay, obviously everybody's levels of testosterone deteriorates at different rates, but it doesn't make sense to me that why would something that is produced naturally in your body, if you just had high levels of testosterone for the majority of your life, that's not something that's going to impact your cardiovascular health naturally if you're producing it yourself. So why, if you're bringing them back up to those levels, would it, would it have any impact or any effect on it? I think, you know, the from our experience and from my experience with clients and having conversations like the night and day difference in pretty much everything across the board when people are on testosterone replacement therapy versus when they weren't is you know the the benefits far outweigh the cost of it so more energy sleep better feel stronger recover better manage yep. better like it, it's it's night and day difference um, and the majority of the people that, that I speak to, you know, when they're a few weeks in or a few months in, they're like, I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. And I think it probably just comes down to the, you know, I guess maybe an ego thing. They don't want to admit that they need to have testosterone replacement. But I'm like, if you're getting back up to those optimal levels, like all day long, would you not want to feel better and live longer if there's a way that you can do it? Yeah, I'll tell you, it, 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 when I first started TRT, um, the needles were the biggest thing for me. Now, obviously, there are gels. I don't recommend them. Um, the, the fluctuation of uh, testosterone levels with gels aren't my favorites. Um, and, uh, the uh, ability for it to get on your hands and to touch, you know, family members, it's, it's detrimental to women. It's detrimental to your kids. You can start early puberty with your kids. Um, so I wanted to go the injection route. I've never injected anything into my body before other than having doctors do it. And I'm not, I'm not keen on needles. 
And, you know, I'll tell you, uh, when I first did it, I was, I was a, a freaking mess, you know, like I'm just, I'm just freaking out. I'm like sitting there staring. I'm profusely sweating. You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, why the hell am I doing this? And I'll tell you now, when I, when I get to days that I have to inject for testosterone, I'm excited because I know that that is something that I'm supplementing that is making me feel 10 times better, allows me to accomplish what I need to as a, you know, as a man to, to be strong, to feel good about myself, to have the energy levels that I need to, to go through the day. And those types of things are, are irreplaceable to me. It's a staple of what I do now. And, you know, there are ways of doing testosterone replacement therapy that don't impact long-term if you were to come off of it. So, you know, there are peptides, you know, that, that will stimulate LH and FSH uh, sex hormones uh, within your body so that your test, testes continue to produce testosterone while you're on testosterone replacement therapy. Otherwise, if you're just doing testosterone, you know, your, your testes will then basically shrivel up and, you know, you don't, you know, you're not producing testosterone anymore. Um, but again, you know, the studies coming out was real, real good assurance that, you know, and again, the largest data study um, in mankind on testosterone, uh, humankind, I should say, um, and testosterone uh, is, is out there, um, shows no cardiovascular increases, nor any increase in diabetes or things of that effect. So again, really good study. Um, the second study to talk about is, uh, vitamin D supplementation. And we have hit vitamin D so hard on this podcast uh, so many times. If you talk about my two staple supplements, that if you don't take anything else, it's vitamin D and it's fish oil. Like Those are the two things out there that you can do today to increase longevity, happiness, energy levels, you name it. Um, it's, it's something like, I, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but just by taking vitamin D, enacts over 5% of your DNA. So it's enacting 5% of your DNA to actually behave and continue on with what you're doing. Um, think about it, you're not getting enough vitamin D, you're not enacting that 5% DNA, what is going to the wayside in your body as you go through and do this. And so we've known that, so vitamin D is actually a steroidal hormone uh, that our body needs. And sun, sunlight obviously is the, the main way that we wanna get this, but also supplementation is very good. I'd heavily recommend it. And just to, to touch on fish oil, fish oil really quick, uh, there's been several studies. So the, the longest lifespan, um, uh, civilization or culture, I guess, is in Japan. So Japan, high, 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 high fish diet. Uh, and it's been directly equated to them that they, because of the high fish or slash fish rolls that they're getting, um, that uh, uh, it allows for longevity of life. The study that that blew my mind was that if you take fish oil, and I'm sorry, if you don't take fish oil, you're going to live as long as somebody that smokes and takes fish oil. So it has that much of a difference in longevity of life um, then, then, then not. So think about that. Someone that smokes, which we know causes cancer, causes, you know, you know, cuts years and years and years off of your life. One of the most unhealthy things that you can potentially do to your body, you will live less than somebody if they take fish oil and smoke at the same time. So fish oil leads to a minimum of five years of longevity, um, out there. So I'd heavily recommend supplementing with, with fish oil. It also helps with, you know, coating your bones and your, your body and makes you feel a lot better overall. Again, so many benefits, but one of the latest studies that came out, and this is from SciTech Daily, um, vitamin D supplementations help alleviate depression according to research meta-analysis. Um, vitamin D supplementation may, uh, alleviates depression, uh, depressive symptoms in adults with depression according to an extensive meta-analysis conducted by the international team of scientists. The meta-analysis included dozens of research studies from around the world. It's been published in the journal Critical Reviews of Food Science and Nutrition. Um, and so here's, here's the main piece here I wanted to read. Vitamin D is thought to regulate central nervous system functions. Disturbances, disturbances of these functions have been linked with depression. Additionally, cross-sectional studies have observed an association between vitamin D deficiency and depressive symptoms. 
However, previous meta-analysis on the effect of vitamin D supplementation depression have been inconclusive. In a meta-analysis, research from multiple different studies are combined and analytical, uh, analyzed statistically. The new meta-analysis associated with vitamin D supplementation with depression is the largest one published so far. In fact, it included results from 41 studies around the world. These studies have investigated the efficacy of vitamin D in alleviating depressive symptoms in adults by randomized placebo-controlled trials in different populations. The studies included those carried out in patients with depression in the general population and in people with various physical conditions. The results of the analysis show that vitamin D supplementation is more effective than a placebo in alleviating depressive symptoms in people with depression. There is a major difference in vitamin D dosage used, but typically the supplementation is between 500 to 100 micrograms or 2,000 to 4,000 IUs per day. Um, these findings will encourage new high-level clinical analysis in patients with depression or to shed more light on the possible role of vitamin D supplementation in depression. So, you know, vitamin D use, you know, we've talked about uh, how we're creatures of tribes. So social interactions uh, allow us to be happier. Uh, human social interactions, not over, you know, dopamine and uh hits like like Twitter and Facebook and things like that or social media, actual human interactions. And that's been proven from a chemical that we actually produce from a peptide perspective that causes us to be depressed when we're detached from people and humans, as well as vitamin D being a huge um, piece here. And it, there's some crazy statistic, like like 78 to 80% of the world population is vitamin D deficient. And we're living some of the most depressed, you know, we have the most amount of depressed people in the world. I'm sure there's a true causation to those specific stats because of vitamin D and everything else. I'm not saying that's, that, that's 100% the reason why, but I'm sure it's a huge cause for that because, I mean, again, 5% of our DNA, uh, you know, from a steroid hormone or vitamin D, one of the most important things you could probably supplement in your life. Yeah, and I think, you know, even if you if you really break it down on its simplest form, like I know over here, whenever it's sunny, which is obviously where you get the vitamin D from, everybody is simply in a better mood. Like it literally comes down to the sun is out. So you're getting more vitamin D. So you are in a better mood. And then there's things like uh, seasonal affective disorder, whenever the seasons start to change and it's like the darker nights come in and it's winter and whatever else that is a genuine thing. So whenever the sun, you know, we don't really get a lot of sun here, but when in, in countries that have a lot of sun and then they have that actually go through the seasons in there in the winter, like that seasonal affective disorder is an actually actual thing. I notice it in plants check-ins that they just, their mood's not the same. And that's simply what it comes down to. It's that like change in, I guess, hormonal balance. And so if you think about it on that, that basic level, like the impact that that can have on yeah. your body. And again, as something that you can supplement, I would highly recommend. And well, it's not like, to me, that's not something that is, you know, if we think about supplements, generally you're thinking like protein and, you know, BCAAs and all this shit, things like fish oils and things like vitamin D, like there are things that can actually improve your health and quality of life the other shit like protein and creatine and all this stuff they are the things that you're looking at that will get you the one percent better with your training and one percent better with recovery and stuff like that so two sort of sides of the supplement industry um which i think in general you know being able to break it down and know what you're taking and why you're taking it is is important and and when i listen to you know when i when i look at supplementation um i look at it from two ways one what does my blood work tell me so am I deficient in certain areas, um, you know, and, and can I supplement that with things that I'm not getting through my normal meals? And two, what do the research scientists say about certain things for supplementation? Those are my two key areas that I look at when I'm going through. So I don't believe in a lot of the, you know, latest fad supplement that's out there that's going to put on 70 pounds of muscle mass for you or that's going to, you know, it's a brand new type of way that your body absorbs, you know, 90% more efficient or that type of stuff. You know, I wait for 
you know, the, the experts that come in and Huberman has, obviously has a lot of those on, uh, the more plates, more dates guy, uh, I was listening to while I was on and he had, um, a, a researcher on that was talking about supplementation and just, you know, like, like beta alanine doesn't really have a huge impact, uh, as, as much as people think it does. Same thing for caffeine and that type of stuff. Although I'll continue to take beta alanine and caffeine. I can't help it. Um, the beta alanine though, from, from what I gather, it's, it's cheap supplement and it gives you a feeling whenever yeah. you take a pre-workout. So People think that that's the pre-workout working whenever that's just the betaline. It's not everything yeah. else that sort of should be on that ingredients list. So it's like, yeah. oh my God, I feel something. It's like, yeah, you feel like someone's taking a lighter to your face. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that, that's, like that's the whole thing me. with, with supplements is, you know, use as necessary. Don't try to take as much supplements as you possibly can. You know, look at your blood work, look what you're doing. But if you're not getting blood work done, you know, the two things, fish oil uh, and vitamin D are the two that I recommend. Um, the other one that I would say is broccolini uh, extract, you know, condensed broccolini, um, which, you know, has uh, sulforaphanes, I believe is the, the right term from them. Um, and uh, that has shown, you know, 75% increase in repair in DNA um, just by taking those, which is pretty amazing. There's a lot of great science and research behind those. But again, I'm not trying to overload you with supplements, which you should take. Um, the, the fish oils and the vitamin D are the two. Most important get, ones. Get your shit in line first. Yeah, get your shit in line first. Your yeah, nutrition, yeah. <laughs> your sleep, and all that stuff. Then focus on supplements that will help improve your health and quality of life. And then, if you want to start getting the one percent, then you start looking at creatine and EAAs and the other massive rabbit hole shit show that you can go down. But do things in the right order. Yeah, I think that's it for this. We're hearing through an hour, and uh, I feel like we hit like so many different topics, but so, you know, so much to talk about uh, from everything. But uh, it's, I'm telling you. It is so good to be back in a routine. I am so happy to be here right now and not in Vegas. Uh, and the, the, the horrible thing is, is I'm pretty sure I have two speaking engagements in the next two months in Vegas. So I actually have to go back for it. It'll be my four times in Vegas. I hate Vegas so much. You have no idea. But thank God they're only like, you know, one but or two days. We're going to go next year. We're going to go next year. And it'll be a lot more fun uh, than I'll spend more time lifting than, than I am dealing with uh, the 30,000 people that, that, that park in there. And don't get me wrong. I love seeing people and uh, friends that I haven't seen for a long time. It was great to catch up with a lot of folks and I didn't get to see everybody, unfortunately, but hopefully more, more folks next time. Maybe we'll have a, we have health event. That'd be awesome. Next year. Who knows? Do it. Celebrate uh, right. the second that's, year. That's match fitness. That's match fitness. My fave. Right. See you next week. See you next week. Thanks everybody for tuning in and share us. Uh, you know, if you like what you hear here, uh, share it with friends and family that may uh, benefit uh, with, with all of this and get them motivated for their fitness journey. Again, this is a free thing that we do just to help folks out, share our knowledge, share our experiences, share others' experiences. It's a great community. Check us out on Discord at WeHackHealth, Twitter, WeHackHealth, Facebook, WeHackHealth, WeHack.Health, our website. You get the idea. Um, but thank you all very much for tuning in this week, and we'll catch you again next week. Later. Later.